Have you ever been shocked to find joy where there's also heartache? Have you ever noticed that often the people we would expect to be down are filled with gratitude and joy? This is Monday, March 26th, and we're beginning our last week of our study we've called Teach Us to Pray. Our main study this week is found based on a text from the Apostle Paul's book to the Philippian Christians. In this little book, Paul never once mentions the word sin, and he repeatedly speaks about joy. Yet this is the same book where Paul speaks about his impending death, saying, For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Now all of this is shocking where the smallest inconvenience can cause us to grumble, can ruin our day. Here's our text for today. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 to 5. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Now, as positive as this letter is, Paul had to confront two women in the church in Philippi. Their names are Euodia and Syntyche. Now, for some reason... Paul, that Paul doesn't mention in this letter, these two women are at odds. They just cannot get along. And this conflict is spread to the church, souring other relationships and stifling the mission of the gospel. To Paul, this doesn't make sense. Jesus laid down his life to redeem us from anger and to renew our minds. So how could these two women not find peace through the work of Jesus? In chapter 2, Paul put it this way, Therefore, if you have any, any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one, of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but to each of you to the interests of others. That's Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. Now, of course, this encouragement is based on the way Jesus humbled himself and became a servant. But notice his exhortation, Be like-minded. In other words, have the same mind as Christ. Live in the oneness you have in Jesus. Now, the conflict between these two women makes our text today even more interesting. You might say that Paul is sharing about the source of joy, or how to move toward joy when tensions rise or conflicts flare up. The center of our text for this week is that powerful phrase, the Lord is near. This is what prayer does. It allows us to draw near to the God who draws near to us. Of course, God seeks our presence. Paul is pushing us to seek God. And this is where we meet. Now, the medieval church called this centering prayer. This is the time when you focus your attention on God's presence more than on your words. It may help to simply sit in silence and turn your attention purposefully toward God. 
Back in 2010, the Modern Art Museum in New York City hosted an artist named Marina Abramovic. She had a living exhibit entitled, The Artist is Present. And here's what the artist did. Seated silently at a wooden table across from an empty chair, she waited as people took turns sitting in the chair and locking eyes with her. Not a word was spoken. Over the course of nearly three months for eight hours a day, she met the gaze of about 1,000 strangers, and many of them were moved to tears. Yes, the power of really being seen, of having the presence of someone else, really being seen, it generates this powerful emotion. And you say, why is this? It is about being present with someone, giving that person your full attention. You see, prayer calls us to give this attentiveness to God. Often I rush through my prayers, saying what I believe needs to be said or presenting requests before God. But this is a prayer that makes us sensitive to the presence of God. And yes, you become fully present as well. Not off somewhere else, but right there with the Lord. Silence is part stillness and peace part awe over who God is, the sort of awe that calls forth our full attention. The French mathematician and Christ follower Blaise Pascal Pascal explained it like this, all of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. Now he's not simply saying that silence would solve all of human beings' problems, He's speaking of the stillness of being before the face of God, being at peace in the presence of God, being able to know that the Lord is near. For Paul, the women would learn that everything is going to be okay. They don't have to keep the conflict going. The artist is present. Now this week, we want to understand that there's a rhythm to prayer, and it begins with this presence before the face of God. Knowing the nearness of God, being willing to be quiet in our room or silent upon our beds, and focusing our attention completely on the Lord. This is the first step in this rhythm that gives life to our prayers. This is, yes, this place is one that is open before us through Jesus, through his grace, and the truth that he has brought us into the family of God. You see, without grace, God feels far away, remote, and distant, really. But with God as our Father, we can come boldly to Him. James chapter 4, verse 8 says it simply like this, Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Let's pray together. Lord God, as the old hymn says, Be near me, Lord Jesus. I ask you to stay close by me forever and love me, I pray. Lord, show us this pathway to joy in your presence. For we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.